For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone, to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect interview edition. Ryan Roberts here, Rise and Drift on Twitter, director of scouting over at NFL Draft Bible, bringing you anything and everything you need to know for the 2021 NFL Draft and beyond. I have a really fun one today because everybody knows at this point, Virginia Tech has a very promising left tackle prospect in the 2021 crew in Christian Darasaw. I had the opportunity to take a look at this offensive line, and I'm trying to keep my eyes on the left tackle, Darasaw, and I have to admit, at points, my eyes just keep going to 54. 54, this left guard, Lasita Smith, who I didn't know a ton about. And every time I throw the Hokies on, the, uh, the game film, I just, I can't stop watching it, man. Whether it's a combo to the second level, whether it's in drive block situations, working inside or outside zone and attacking leverage in pass protection with the anchor that he has. Lasitas is a really special football player. So fortunately, I have Lasitas joining me today. Before I do a quick word from our sponsors, the NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat as the NBA champions or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. I know this past weekend we saw a couple upsets specifically. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're talking about the Los Angeles Rams taking down the Seahawks. I know from my personal opinion, I thought that the Rams were going to give the Seahawks a lot of trouble. Wish I would have put some money down on that game. And now, moving forward here, hey, do the Cleveland Browns, after a huge win against Pittsburgh, they have a shot at taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe you want to put a little money down. From game spreads, totals, to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Go ahead to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I am now joined here by Mr. Lasita Smith, starting left guard for the Virginia Tech football team. A quick background before I say hi to Lasita. I told him before we started, and I did a little bit in the intro. So I'm, I'm watching Christian Darasaw because, of course, he's in the 2021 NFL draft class, and, you know, he is a – pretty surefire first round pick at this point. And, you know, I'm watching him. I'm watching him. I'm seeing combo blocks with him in this number 54, right? I'm seeing number 54 working up to the second level, dominating guys in drive block situations, zone block, inside zone, outside zone. I'm seeing everything that I love. And then I'm looking him up and I'm like, he's not even a 2021 guy, man. Like I have to be excited now for several months about this guy. I can't even really, you know, blow him up too much, but luckily I am here with him. Again, Lasita Smith. Lasita, appreciate you, man, taking some time today. Been a pleasure to watch you on film a little bit. And it's just, I, I'm really looking forward to just digging into your story a little bit here. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate you re reaching out to me and uh, 
the uh, the recognition that I'm uh, you know receiving from you is uh, really appreciated. I do thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you for taking some time. And uh, Lucidus, I, I did obviously the background on you, not only at Virginia Tech, but as a recruit coming out of Fitzgerald High School in the state of Georgia. And I know that you were actually a tight end recruit. I, I, I looked at, I think every recruiting service had you as a tight end. So take me through this a little bit, man. This, mm. this recruit, the recruiting world coming out of Fitzgerald and why ultimately Virginia Tech was the spot for you. Okay. So in high school, uh, like you said, I was a tight end. Um, I was a pretty heavy tight end at that, which made this, you know, this transition from tight end to offensive line, not so hard, uh, because I was already heavy. So in high school, I was a 260 pound tight end and it didn't help at all that, uh, it didn't help at all that the summer before I got to Virginia tech, I actually got a summer job working at the Sonic in my town, the fast food restaurant Sonic. Yeah. So I got a job there and that didn't help at all uh, with my weight because every time the manager of the store, or I went on break, you know, I'd be in the back, like making triple stack cheeseburgers with bacon and just going crazy. So it didn't help my weight at all. Um, so I got to Virginia Tech. I was already overweight. And, um, you know, just to sidetrack a little bit, what actually helped me with my process was uh, because I came coming out of high school, I had 23 offers. So I had, you know, quite a bit. And um, what really helped me in my process was Virginia Tech was really one of the only schools that talked about me being a tight end in high school, but also kept it completely honest with me as far as they, they were telling me, you know, you come here, we're going to give you a shot, you know, during camp at tight end. If it doesn't work out, there's a great chance we'll move you to offensive line. And so many other schools were just, you know, uh, uh, feeding me dreams off the tight end aspect. Just, oh, man, you're going to be a great tight end here. You're going to do this. And our tight ends here uh, run lots of routes and catch lots of passes, score a touchdown. So they were selling me a dream on that when I feel like everybody really had the same uh, the same idea, the, the, the same they, – they would have had the, the, the same uh, idea happen for me. So, um, like I said, Virginia Tech just kept it completely honest. Coach James Chivas, to be exact. Uh, Coach Chivas, the tight end coach that recruited me, he kept it completely honest with me. He told me that they'll bring me in as a tight end. They'll try me out. If it doesn't work, I'll go to offensive line. And that's exactly what they did. When I got here, I played tight end for two weeks in camp. Um, and then after that, they uh, at the end of camp, they sat me down and told me, we're going to move you to offensive line. And I accepted the challenge. Yeah. Start trying the process. Yeah, and I know um, – I don't know, Lucidus, that this was something that was kind of like a known thing in the beginning, right? Because it's usually a transitional period. That 2017 season I'm talking about specifically where you redshirted, was that always a part of the plan or was that mostly because, hey, this transition is going to be tough. I'm making that transition after a couple weeks. And how much did that actually pay off for you? Now, kind of in hindsight, the ability to develop into the offensive lineman that you are now. Well, honestly, I wouldn't say that was in the that was a part of the plan. Um, coming into college, uh, well, coming out of high school, you know, uh, making a, the switch from high school to college, uh, I just, I, I believe I, I had a really good support system as far as like my family. And I remember, uh, my uncle telling me, uh, he told me a specific line, uh, per se. He, he was just like, you know, let as you go to school, remember you don't know nothing. So always be open-minded. He was like, you go in there and you don't know nothing. You know, he was like, uh, no offense or anything, but 
I, he, he was telling me that to, like I said, don't have an ego. Go in and everything the coaches tell you, listen to what the coaches have to say and do what they tell you to do. They're not going to steer you wrong. So that was pretty much my uncle's message to me. And it stuck with me every, you know, to this day. So, um, like I said, coming in, coming into uh, Virginia Tech, I didn't have an ego or anything. So I wasn't one of those guys that were like, man, there's no way I can reassure. I'm not reassuring. I'm, you know, I wanted to get in the field. Don't get me wrong. But yes, with that transition and them reassuring me, like I said, I just trusted the process. They felt like it was a great idea for me to reassure, which I didn't feel like I was ready, especially making that transition to the O-line. Uh, but they also, the coaching staff also didn't feel like I was ready. And I just trusted the process and it helped out a lot because it gave me time to develop, to actually work on my game instead of them throwing me in the fire or, you know, throwing me on the field. And um, now I actually have to learn these plays and I can't exactly work on my technique because I have to learn the plays, you know, first and actually know what I'm doing out there on the field. So it really helped me a lot. It helped me work on my technique that first year. uh, And, you know, I I think uh, it led me to where I am today. Absolutely. And I know obviously tight ends do a lot of blocking. So blocking I'm sure wasn't a, a a foreign thing to you. Right. But my question is making that switch. What are the toughest parts? What was the easiest part? Hmm. Making that switch. uh, The toughest part I would say was, was the switch up from being a tight end, having to block defensive ends. Right. And, going inside to that guard position and having to block three techniques or two, yep. te- you know, those, those defensive tackles. So, you know, there's, a, there's a good weight difference there. So um, <laughs> it wasn't easy at all. Um, as a matter of fact, my first day, I remember my first day uh, being the office of lineman here at tech and uh, we was doing one-on-one pass drills. And I caught a long arm from one of the D tackles we had at the school at the time. And he just put me right in the dirt, put me right on my back. And it was so embarrassing. It was my first day, but I was just so embarrassed. So um, it, it was it was tough. Like I said, uh, it's a big weight difference and it was tough. But, you know, me working on my technique and everything uh, really helped me out. Um, but I would say one of the uh, one of the easiest things was, like you said, as, as when I was a tight end, I blocked a lot. I was um predominantly a blocking tight end so right. it wasn't new to me I wasn't shy to it I wasn't scared to, to to get my hands dirty I stick my helmet in there and try to you know get my hands inside the pads and drive my feet and everything like that um so I wasn't new to me I wasn't scared of the contact or anything like that you know I used to get slapped around that first year but I wasn't scared of it of the uh the competition so I feel like being a blocking tight end really helped me Mm-hmm. And I know, obviously, you you're now a two year starter on the offensive line attack, and you've, you know, I, I mean, I was I haven't taken any look at your your 20, uh, 2019 film too much. I've just been looking at the twenty twenty, and I've been obviously very impressed. Can you talk to me about your maybe your progression and your evolution as a player, maybe even from your first year as a starter to this past season? Yes, sir. Uh, I would say the one of the biggest things um, that I've improved on that's going to constantly just get better is um, confidence. Mm-hmm. I would say confidence was a huge thing that improved for me. Um, being out there last season, not this past season, but the year before that 2019 season, it uh, I, I wasn't very confident. I knew what to do. And even sometimes I'd be in my stance like, oh man, okay. So I know I'm supposed to uh, block, block out on the three technique, but what if he swam me? And, you know, my mind was just in too many places at once instead of just knowing my job and getting the, uh, getting the job done. 
You know, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. You know what you're supposed to do and you get it done. That's it. So my mind was in too many places at once. And I'm just thinking about what if this happened? What if that happens? Or, you know, I was just overthinking and just not really being confident out there on the field. And um, I feel like my confidence has improved. My technique has gotten a bit better. Um, of course, I still have a good ways to go, but it, it definitely has gotten better. Um, leadership, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm the kind of guy that even if I know what to do, I'm going to make sure my backup, backup, backup know what to do. Or even the guy beside me, you know, because this is a dangerous sport. You never know, um, you know, when it could be a last play or when you get taken out of the game before, you know, a God forbid injury. Um, but you, you just never know. So you, you want to make sure that everybody around you is ready. You know, like I said, whether that's, you know, Christian to the left of me or Brock to the right of me, you know, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. So, like I said, with confidence and leadership, you know, that helps us all out. So I feel like the more I can be a leader and the more I can be confident, the more I help guys around me out. So that definitely improved. Yeah. And I know I've been, I've been a huge fan of It's just a, you know, you already talked about a couple of the guys, right? Christian is, you know, everybody knows about Christian Darisaw to start. Maybe we'll start there. Just give me a little insight into Christian Darisaw as a person and a player, man. I know obviously everything I've seen on film, I think he's a, a surefire, high first round pick, but what type of player and teammate would you say that he is? Christian is a, uh, and I know this may sound like a cliche, but he's a unbelievable teammate. He's a, he's a, a great competitor. Almost. I, I don't know if I've seen anybody as competitive as him. And I say that because um, this past season, especially, um, with everybody trying to, you know, you know, blowing up Christian's line, like, oh man, you know, all these different interviews and just people wanting to get in contact with him. Right. Uh, he never lost sight. Uh, he never lost sight of his goal in the process, no matter how many articles came out or how many times he got first round ACC or, or, or made the all American team or anything like that. He never, um, lost sight of his goal. And I say that because, you know, all that hype was surrounding him this past season. Mm-hmm. And he was never a guy to just kick his feet back like, oh, I'm such and such. And he, he was not that cocky kind of guy. He's not, that's not the type of person he is at all. So no matter how much hype was surrounding him, he still made sure he went out there every single play and gave it his best. He didn't take a playoff because, you know, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm first round, so I ain't got to work as hard. Or, you know, my name is already solidified in those top two rounds. So it was never anything like that, which is impressive to me because, mm-hmm. You know, there are guys that can get like that, get complacent um, because of all the hype and everything. But he was never one of those guys. And I think that was one of the most impressive things to me. He never fed into the hype. He, he always shut out. He was always able to shut out the noise and go out to every single play and give it his all for his teammates and for himself. So that's one of the most impressive things to me. And uh, off the field, he's a cool dude. That's my guy. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to him on Snapchat a few minutes ago. You know, he was just. <laughs> talking to me about his process and how he's training and where he's training at. So um, that's, that's my guy off the field. You know, that's my dude. That's my brother, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and and I, I want to take that maybe into the brotherhood of the offensive line next, because, you know, Christian's Christian, you Brock Hoffman, who you mentioned already is a fantastic center, the former transfer from coastal Carolina, you know, fortunately he wasn't able to play last year with the appeal and everything, but he really had a dominant season at center. I know Doug Nestor tra- is transferring over to West Virginia, but obviously he was a high recruit. He was a talented football player as well. Talk to me about that collective unit, man, because like I'm watching this, this tape of this offensive line. And I'm just like, this is a special unit that you guys had this past year. 
Yes, sir. Um, sometimes when I, I find myself up late at night, just thinking back on it, like, man, we really were a pretty good offensive line as a, as a unit. So it just sucks that we couldn't do more. Um, but yes, as, as a unit, like you said, we were a very talented group. One thing I liked the most about us, though, were was um, that we didn't we didn't get complacent as a unit. Um, so, like I said, I spoke about Christian individually, uh, how he came every he showed up every day to go to work. And it was all five of us, honestly, all five of us starters, you know, up front. We came to work every single day, no matter what articles were being put out that oh, Virginia Tech offensive line is ranked here. And, you know, Khalil Her- Herbert's doing this because of the offensive line. And no matter what it was. We understood that if we didn't give our all every single practice or every single play, then it would affect us, you know, those Saturdays to come and we, you know, we get our butt beat, you know, we wouldn't perform as well as we could because everybody knows that the hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So, you know, we didn't get complacent at all. Um, And, you know, we came to work every single day. So that group was not only talented, talented, but uh, hard working as well. And that's one of the most impressive things to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I have been higher also on Khalil Herbert, just talking about from an NFL draft perspective. He's one of my top five running backs in the draft. I think he's a fantastic football player. I know he only got the one year at Tech, transferring over from right. Kansas. But right. what was it like, man, just watching him work? Because I know you guys have other talented running backs as well besides Khalil, but just what he was mm-hmm. able to do in a single season, I just felt like was so special this year. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the one of the main things that sucks is that we only had one year with Khalil. Um, And that's not at all to, um, um, you know, make him feel bad about his decision or leaving. You know, that's that's my guy. I'm rooting for him all day. You know, I hope he he goes really high this year's draft. I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm going to just, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan. So um, but I say this to say that, you know, if only had came last season the 2019 season so we could have had at least two years with him right. um, because he is a very special back when you talk about a back that has that vision and that knows what the offensive line is supposed to do so if he knows i'm supposed to block out on the three technique and me and brock are working up to that front side guard mm-hmm. uh then he know like he knows we're supposed to be doing that so he has the patience to wait 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 because he knows that block is still developing and he can shoot right off brock's butt you know so um, to know where the office, where, where the ball is supposed to hit, and um, um, to know when he can bounce it, uh, and things like that. I mean, we had so many wide angle plays that were mm-hmm. made because of him. Because, like I said, we have a wide angle play that's going to the to the right, and you know when the defense sees that, as soon as the ball snaps, the whole offensive line is going to the right. They know that it's a wide angle play. He's about to try to get out the front side. Well, he's such a special back that he take that ball, take about two steps. See, all the linebackers flowing so hard over the front side, he's gonna cut it right into the a gap. Yep. You know, and um, that's just that's that's just how talented he was. And I know you see backs all over the country do it, but he was so clever and he could see the holes and just know, you know, defense flowing too hard. I'm gonna cut it back side. Or, you know, I know that this defensive end is trying to hang back, so. Instead of cutting it all the way back to that backside A gap, I'm gonna press it, press it, press it until I find the front side B gap or something. So, right. you know, he was that kind of back. He was, he was, he was clever. He was, you know, he's a smart back. And like I said, I just wish we had him for more than one year. That's my guy as well. I was talking to him earlier day too. Um, you know, and I'm I'm rooting for him, him and Christian uh, all the way. I hope you guys go. Those guys go really hot. 
Yeah. And I, I love the, the patient element of that because like, you know, you always hear like, Hey, inside zone backside, a gap, it's going to hit a lot, but you're talking about pressing and just staying, you know, consistent to the track. I just highlighted a a play of Khalil earlier today where he's running outside zone and kind of the same thing. Like it was a pretty easy read because the defensive end actually was far afield. So he cut back, but this just subtle movement because he cut back but then Nestor actually pinned the guy, pinned the linebacker inside. So then he not only did he cut back, but then he bounced to see. And I was like, dude, how did he see that that lane? You know, it's exactly, nuts. Exactly. The, the things he's able to do. And you, I, I'll tell you this. You know, you have a special running back in the backfield when he sets up blocks like that for you. When he right. knows that the running backs are trying to flow hard. So he takes it and acts as if, as if he's trying to hit it up inside. And then once those linebackers commit to those gaps and we're able, you know, his uh, his linemen are able to connect onto those linebackers, then he knows he can bounce it. Or if it's a seam in there, he can fit through it. So we have a running back in the backfield that can not only that not only knows how the play is designed to be blocked by his linemen, but also but also can set up the blocks. Mm-hmm. You have a very special back. And that's the type of back that Khalil Herbert is. And again, I'm joined here by 2020 All-ACC Honorable Mention Offensive Lineman, Lasita Smith. Now, Lasita, I know um, with the transition, I know when I like when I played, right, I, I was a defensive end, I played some linebacker. Like, I loved Luke Keekley growing up. I loved Jared Allen. Are there some players growing up now, whatever it is, that maybe you watch a ton that you model your game after to a degree or try to emulate in some way? Yes. So, um, uh, this past season, I actually watched a good bit of film on Quentin Nelson. The guy's a monster. He is a beast. Uh, I like how he, uh, I like how he's out there on the field. That he's so dominant at what he does that he makes it look so easy. You know, I watch, I watch, I, I go to YouTube and I look at film of him. And as an interior offensive lineman, this guy has twelve minutes of highlights in the NFL. It's crazy. 12 minutes of highlights. That is crazy to me. So, um, like I said, in pass pro, one of the most impressive things about his game is almost every play in uh, pass pro, how he sets back, punches the defender in the chest, and just drops them to their knees. I'm just like, man, that is impressive. So, you know, I'm going to be working on that move a lot this offseason. The snatching, uh, pull down, I'll be working on that a lot because that's something – that's an impressive move that he does, you know, in my eyes that I really would like to perfect. Um, another person that I watch is Wyatt Teller. Got to represent the whole team. I have Got to. And, and the guy, the, the guy, rep- I mean, the, the guy graded out so hard. I mean, so, so, so great this, uh, uh, you know, this past season that, you know, I have to. I, I'm looking at, you know, how he's grading out and I'm seeing it all over social media. I'm like, I got to watch his film. What is he doing? You know, and I actually spoke to him. I'm trying to see when he's going to come back down to Blacksburg. I want to work with him. Right. You know, so he's a guy. He's also a guy that I uh, I watch a good bit of film on and just try to model my game after him. I'll be working on that stuff a lot this offseason, trying to see if I can you know, perfect my craft and and, and really work on my technique this offseason to be a better, a much better player this uh, upcoming season. Yeah. And there's a lot of good things about Wyatt. Like you mentioned, he's got Virginia Tech ties. Offensive guard like you, also wears 77 now for the Browns. And he was the top rating right. guard in, in the NFL. So, you know, he's got right, that, right. Got that you good know, style. He, right. He's such a big, strong dude. You know, the, the guy, yep. I remember uh, him being here and power cleaning like 400 pounds. It was crazy to me. The guy, is, he, he's a beast. He's a beast, uh, to say the least. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
And now I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to 2021 because I know obviously you have to replace Khalil. There's a couple guys in the offensive line that you have to replace, but big fan of Trey Turner as well. You uh, Brock Hoffman coming back. You know you you guys have building blocks on the offensive line. That's a lot to get excited about for you now in this. You know losing some guys, but still having a lot of talent coming back. What is the step here that you guys look forward to taking this offseason to make 2021 a special one? Honestly, uh, really coming together more as a team. Um, I don't, and I'm not even just saying it to throw that out there. I honestly mean it. Uh, uh, we just want to come more, we, we, we need more togetherness, more of a brotherhood. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love all my teammates, and, and uh, I want to see all of them shine. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you still got guys trying to transfer and guys that have transferred and things like that. So uh, uh, we just need more togetherness, um, you know, and, you know, you can, you, you can tell the guys that are dialed in because those are the guys who do not care who get the credit. You know, this this past season and um, like I said, I, I love Christian. That's my boy. Uh you know, that, that's my guy, you know, so um, but this past season, like you said, he was he was a he was the guy, you know, that was talked about in all the articles and everything like that. And you know, everybody's talking about Christian's game and everything. And he, You know, he plays right next to me. You know, guys are pulling up double teams. All oh, Christian's doing and this and, this and that. And I never once batted an eye. I never once looked at him sideways. You know, I still show love to him every day. I seen him. We worked hard together on the field and everything like that. So I feel like that's the kind of love we need in the locker room it doesn't matter who gets the 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 credit it doesn't matter who gets that limelight and that's how it was this past season you know it was christian's year he was a dog two years prior to that and he deserves everything he has coming his way and that's just honestly how i feel and as you know as soon as we could get as soon as we get everybody in the locker room with that same kind of mentality doesn't matter who gets the, the notoriety or anything like that just you know go out there fighting for your brother I feel like, you know, that puts us on a path already to to win more games and everything like that. Cause we're not worried about ourselves. You have to be selfless in this game. So that's the kind of mentality we need. Um, and yeah, just, you know, going to work every single day. Yeah. Last question I have for you, Lucidas. I know, you know, for the listeners out there, I'm hyping up Lucidas so much. I don't usually do this because he's not even a 2021 NFL draft guy, but I'm just such a believer in everything I've seen on film of him so far I think for when we were looking forward to 2022, I think he's going to be one of those guys. So last question, just, I know you're, you're not thinking about it much because you're one of those guys that are dialed in as much, but like just the opportunity to maybe potentially play professional football one day, what type of blessing would that ultimately be for you? I've actually have never been asked this question. So uh, this is crazy um, because I don't, that that'll just be a huge blessing. It really, really would. It's it's a lifelong dream of mine. Um, dreamed about it ever since I was a little boy, since I was eight years old playing pee wee football. Um, so yeah, it'll just be a dream come true, and it'll feel like such a huge weight off my shoulders because uh, I don't know, like you know, I've been playing this game for for some years now. Like I said, ever since pee wee football and. You know, to know that it, it it can actually happen is just it's crazy. It's surreal to me. And but it would be a a, a great honor. It would be a dream come come true, like I said. And no matter who I go to, um, I'll make sure I go to work every single day. Yes, sir. So it'll be a dream come true. 
Absolutely. Again, we have Lucita Smith, star offensive guard from Virginia Tech, number 54, if you're watching him on film. Lucita, again, man, appreciate you so much for taking some time. This was awesome. Gave me a lot of insight into Virginia Tech football, that offensive line, a little bit of your background. I really appreciate you taking some time today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really thank you for reaching out to me and having me, you know, uh, today to do this interview. I really, really do appreciate it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.